Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. Hey, welcome to Monday Movie Night Raw, the podcast about WWE studio movies. I'm your host, Miles Platt. Joining me today, we got Kellen McGregor. Hey, Kellen, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Love to have you. Um, Today, we're talking about a really fun movie called Queens of the Ring, uh, or it's a French film, so it's also known as Les Les Renes de Ring. (laughs) (laughs) Les Reines du Ring. Yeah, so for all of my, my French listeners, they're going to be really upset with me for that one. But hey, if you'd like to borrow my copy of The Scorpion King on DVD, full screen edition, collector's edition, then just email me at mmnrpodcast at gmail.com and I will mail it to you for free and return postage so you can watch it, have a little watch party, hang out with your friends, um, watch it with your pets, your family, and then send it back to me. All on my dime, just for fun. And I have been plugging this joke for about going on a year, and no one has ever emailed me about it. So I think at this point, it's funniest if no one emails. So don't email me about it. Just uh, think about it in your hearts. So, Kellen, you picked this movie. I did, yes. Because you speak French in your day-to-day experience. Yeah, every day I go to the bakery and I speak to the people in French about um, buying some bread. And they're like, sir, and did you want bagels? What did you say? We can't understand you. And I'm like, du blah, 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 du blah. Wait, but do you have experience with French? I do, actually. I've studied it for like six years and I've been to Montreal and Paris and they all said my accent sounded German. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, so you've been to France? I have, yes. Once. Did this film like feel like it embodied the energy of France that you felt when you were there? Yes, because all of the women, middle-aged women especially, just kind of have like that Amelie, like quirky charm about them. Right, so I was going to mm-hmm. say that I've the only really French movie I have experience with is Amelie. Yes, this movie, in my opinion, was like Million Dollar Baby and Amelie and like... One. What is Million Dollar Baby? I mean, I know, you know the title, but I've never seen it. It's like a boxing movie. I think oh. Hillary Swank or right, something. Right, 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 right. And she like falls and breaks her neck on a stool. Uh huh. Yeah. This <laughs> to me, this felt very much like Fighting with My Family. I don't know if you're familiar mm. with that film. It's a biopic about the wrestler Paige, mm. and it has Florence Pugh in it. Love Florence Pugh. Is that how you say it? Her Pugh. Mm-hmm. When I God, when I did the episode, I kept calling her Pug, which was just <laughs> completely embarrassing and horrible. Aww. Pug is cute though. That'd be a cute last name. Yeah. Well, so that movie reminds me of this because that movie's also about a woman coming up in Europe, mm-hmm. fascinated by American wrestling. And in this film, similarly, it's about European women coming up being fascinated by American wrestling. But they have like an ulterior motive because they're she wants to do it Rose, the main character, because her son is really mm. into wrestling. Yes. Right. So what I should say <clears throat> now is WWE is... Th- so they normally have production credit on these or it's through their studio. Mm-hmm. But in this case, WWE Studio 
has a in association credit, not a production credit on this film because they're not. So their logo doesn't show up at the beginning. So this is mm-hmm. a weird one. This one's a little mm-hmm. different than what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Also, there's not any actual wrestlers in the film. Like the the Miz is sort of in it, but they just use him as like a news camera shot. And so when in the trailer they like say like oh the Miz is in it Triple H and Eve are all in this movie but mm. then they're actually not in the film at all so it's mm. a, it's a weird one because normally with this show we do uh, we have a wrestler of the week every week mm-hmm. but we can't do that this week because they're, well I guess suppo- I guess the three wrestlers of the because there's a bunch of wrestlers in right. the movie John Cena's in it for um, his his icon is in it his f- photo is on the boy's shirt mm-hmm. so I don't know this is gonna be a different one than normal. Um, but the Miz is technically in the movie because the scene where he's they see Rose at uh, watching TV and her son is on the news mm-hmm. and he's like arm wrestling with the Miz. So like he was there doing shooting with the cast because the cast is like interacting with him. Right. But other than that, it's just archival footage of wrestlers and they're like, "Look, Eve's in the movie." And like, no, that's just a video from the pay per view <laughs> that yeah. she's in. It's like their budget went to like costumes and the budget and is the off sausage. That the fell. fucking chain. Yeah, the the horse sausage. <laughs> yeah, the mm. horse sausage. <laughs> the sausage budget was just too big in this movie. They couldn't afford to have a, a professional in it. Well, it's a, it, the budget was twelve point four million dollars. So this is a, <laughs> this is a huge movie. Like. I mean, obviously, it's not the you know we're we're moving into billion dollar movie budget territory these days, you know, with yeah. Marvel and everything else and mm-hmm. all these massive conglomerate companies like Disney. But mm-hmm. twelve point twelve and a half million is huge for a movie of this scale because for the most part, there's in kind of like a rundown grocery store or like mm-hmm. in a boxing arena, but it pulled only one point seven million at the box office, Oof. and that's like worldwide, like oh. international. So it really sad. it didn't do hot. Oh. No. Uh, WWE Studios president Michael Lucy Lucy L U I S E doesn't matter. He said, "This is a quote. Um, partnering on Les Reines de Ring is another way for WWE Studios to participate in the telling of great stories in any language and continue to expand the WWE Studios brand worldwide." When we read the heartfelt family story being told by the Academy Award-winning team behind the artist, did you know that this was the same team that did the artist? That silent film yes. that won a bunch of Academy Awards? Yes. Uh, well, I would have never guessed. <laughs> um, we knew as a company that we had to let lend our expertise <clears throat> in the world of sports entertainment to make the film authentic and engaging as possible. Wow. Yeah, so Michael Lucy is very into it. This is hilarious to me, though. Then I'm like, who is this man, Michael Lucy? Yeah. So he's the he was a, he's an ex-producer for WWE Studios. He doesn't do it anymore. What happened? But, um, well, now he is... <laughs> He does. He's a producer on a cannabis-centered podcast called <laughs> Green Flower Nation. That's not a plug. We're not talking about it anymore. Super esoteric career. Like first you work yeah. in like WWE studios, <laughs> then you move on to like do like a weed podcast. So yeah, so he's like ex- he's like exec turn weed podcaster. So like kind yeah. of we stand. I don't know. He was looking for something a bit chill, I guess. Well, he went to law and film production school at NYU. So he's like wow. This man works, and he's having a, a something going on. I love a working man. Of course. Me too. So the French release title was Wrestling Queens, <laughs> and then it was released in the U.S. as Queens of the Ring. <laughs> so a really important distinction and change, you know? Like, yes, yeah. Me as an American audience member, I would say... Uh, wrestling queens? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. But Queens of the Ring, I really gets at the heart of what the 
film i think is doing yes it is all about people first you know it's mm. queens right first not wrestling, wrestling first queen. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty humanistic i think wow that's so true i never really thought about it like that yeah like queens first you know not not wrestling yeah that's a yeah so do you just want to get into the movie from here we can just get into the plot let's dive right in okay so the movie opens in a flash forward we see rose our heroine and she's about to be body slammed by one of the mexican wrestlers who uh um it's a woman that they it's like one of the ladies they all go up against in the climax of the movie right oh, yeah. and rose says We're, you're wondering why i'm here in a ring about to be squashed by a 250 pound mexican woman <laughs> three months ago i wasn't a wrestler so i'm like whoa i'm in it like that's a yeah. really solid first line of the movie very promising start very strong and personally i don't know about you but i thought that this was a very strong movie i think like it clips along quite nicely mm-hmm. did, i guess i should ask you did you like the movie I, you know i did like it a lot actually it was very enjoyable and i was engaged which is rare for me because i get distracted easily you're engaged I am engaged. I'm betrothed. To the film. To the film. To the queens of the ring. Let me see the ring. Let me see. Oh, it's great. It's got the rubber lines around it so you can bounce off of it. Yeah. So you guys can't see this right now, but I'm wearing a rubber ring that has um, a fist on it. Yeah. And it's, yep. And and it's got a mucha lucha. (laughs) Yeah. And, oh. Oh, I just ate the ring. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I always do that. Well, I uh, yo, I guess you'll get it back uh, later. Yeah, but I have IBS, so <laughs> I don't know about that. Does IBS mean you shit a lot or not enough? Um, I'm privileged in my health. So. You're very privileged in your bowels. But um, I just have to say it is a very extreme disorder. You either shit nonstop or you um shit like once a month oh wow Um, yeah it's very polarizing that's great so you could just be swallowing rings like crazy they used to call me a ring swallower actually (laughs) funny you should say that really they called me that in middle school too (sighs) ring swallower (laughs) can you really can you really help it though like when you see a pretty ring you just gotta swallow it yeah i'm trying to eat rings yeah miles just ate five rings right now yeah i love getting those in my mouth those i like i just hold them in my mouth like a frog all down below my jaw in the lower part of my mouth i think miles is the queen of the ring now yeah i'm the queen of the rings the rings because he ate five i i've got five rings in my mouth five like, golden gulp, rings go 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 Oh, they're, I swallowed them. He just gulped them all down. That's right. I'm gulping these bad boys down. <laughs> you know, I really didn't think it was going to go this direction, but I'm really here for it. Me too. Um, okay. So now she's like, I wasn't a wrestler three months ago. What the fuck's going on? So we jump back three months before and there's a woman on top of a grocery store and she's on the roof and she's about to jump and there's a crowd around yes. her and she's upset and her manager... Yeah. Because her manager called her fat because mm-hmm. she can't fit into the outfit slash costume thing that all the employees have to wear for Halloween. Yeah. So I think we can assume it's October. I, I, maybe like late September. Right. It's, it's getting around to Halloween time. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. It did seem like a little bit too warm. But isn't French kind of temperate? Sorry, France. I, you know, I don't know. You don't know the weather? <laughs> what time of year were you there? I was there in Jul- August. I was in there I was there in August and it was really hot. Oh yeah. Well, I know that there's well there's Disneyland Paris there mm-hmm. and that is 
Originally going to be called Euro Disney, which is a horrible title. Euro, that sounds like a like a house music genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, your Mickey, Dory. I'm really bad at the, what? I don't know what that was. <laughs> I tried it. That was your, was that a Goofy or a yes. Mickey? <laughs> that was Goofy. You just swallow. <laughs> I thought it would. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Gulp? <laughs> I can't do it. Uh-huh. Row. Oh no, that's Scooby. Jesus. Oh, Scooby, drop the drop the bass, Scooby. I'm tripping out. Wait, is, oh, is, is, is Scooby in the oh. Disney universe? Oh no. Um, he. You know, Scooby. I don't know if Scooby's in the Disney universe. I do know that he's in the WWE universe because <laughs> there are two Scooby Doo films that oh, are on shit. my filmography for this podcast. Oh my god, is one of them in French? No, they are in English. Mm. John Cena's in them. Fully rendered animation of John Cena. I thought you were going to say fully nude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully nude. Well, yeah, he saw Scooby and he's like, I want to be nude like that and wearing just a collar. So, yeah, John Cena's fully nude. Wow. You can see his animated hog. His animated taint. <laughs> his animated taint. I wonder how they got away with that. I, you know, I know. And it's like, it was on Cartoon Network and everything. I just surprised that, but you know... When you when you when the when the chips are down, the hog is out. <laughs> That's what they say. That's going on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the manager's like shouting at the woman on the roof with like through a paper towel tube that she's like using as a megaphone. How did she do that? I don't know. It's French. I don't know how they do it. The atmosphere is different there. The voices carry. So then we see Rose, our heroine. She enters the crowd and she's concerned. And Jess, one of the employees, is like, oh, don't worry. She does this all the time. So then Rose grabs a watermelon out of this dude's grocery cart and brings it up oh. to the top of mm-hmm. the roof. And then she's like, "Like, uh, f- I was going to say hola. Uh, bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, je m'appelle Rose. Is that right? Oui. Uh, and then she's like, uh, I'm going to jump. I will. And then Rose is like, all right, word. But then she drops the watermelon off the roof. Oh. And she's like, that's what's going to happen to your head if you jump off the roof right now. My therapist has done that before. Like, <laughs> Kellen, let's go up on the roof right now. Okay. <laughs> Kellen, you said you're having suicidal thoughts. Do you want to see this pineapple fall <laughs> from my eight story office window? <laughs> let's watch slow-mo guys on YouTube for a minute so you can see <laughs> what would happen to your body in slow motion. <laughs> okay. But sidetrack, um, if this cashier is doing this frequently, don't you think that the manager should recommend some excellent counseling services? That's what I'm thinking. And, and then I'm like, and they all brush it off because then she's like, oh, fine, I won't kill myself. And the whole crowd's like, oh, here we go again. What a bitch. Like, it's like, yeah. is like suicide like not as serious of a thing? Because I know in France, because I know like mm-hmm. suicide rates in the US are a lot higher. So like maybe we take it more seriously here. Yeah, the French are just like, oh, I want to kill me. Oh, I am so depressed. It's it's like, I don't know. It's part of the culture to just be melancholic, I suppose. Right. Like they're like, it's like funny and day to day for people to like threaten suicide on rooftops. Yeah, it's basically like walking out on your job. That's the tra- that that's how you can translate that. Like in America we walk out on our jobs. Yeah. And in France they climb up on the roof of their job and threaten suicide. Precisely. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I definitely I read something about that in the New Yorker one time. Yeah. Oh yeah, the New Yorker loves it. They they <laughs> they eat it up. No, I don't. I didn't I didn't read that. Uh okay. Um 
So she convinces the woman not to jump. Yeah. So then transition, we see all the Halloween costumes that the cashiers were wearing last year, which was like a mariachi band costume. And then mm. the one before that was the witches' costumes they were wearing. Whoa. So Colette's been working there. We know 20 years, but we see the last two years they've been doing the Halloween costumes. So Rose is like, did she already get hired? Is it like her first day? Because she's in the office, and then it's like she's signing paperwork. So I think she's yeah. like already got the job. Yeah. So the manager <clears throat> tells her that she did a good job saving the woman from jumping. And then she tells Rose that it was a test to see if she would be good at her job, which I am like, wait, so the suicide attempt was a a, a test? A, a test by the, the the Joan Rivers impersonator. Oh my God. What is wrong with that woman? That woman's fucked up. Okay. The, yeah, she is though. The manager's not okay. She's like her. on some fucking shit the entire movie. Yeah. So she, um, okay. So then she comes over the intercom, the manager woman, and she's like, doing a Joan Rivers impression to like advertise a sale and the theme of the sale is the Elsach A-L-S-A-C-E Sache it's like a region in France here's the word on my computer screen Alsace Alsace which okay so like here's my association I did my little brain gymnastics so it's a region of France that borders Switzerland and Germany Mm. which is the it's the Rhine River Plains Mm. so maybe it's Joan Rivers River Plains or does Joan Rivers like live in the Alsace region well let us not forget that Joan Rivers is deceased Oh, right. She's not. She's dead. What year did she die? She died. um, I remember the day, but not the year. I wonder because this movie came out in 2014. So let's look if maybe we can see. She died like in 2016. I want to say I'm going to bet. All right, let's look. I'm going to bet five euros that she died in 2016. Joan Rivers' death. Um, She died 2014. So this movie was probably filmed before her death. Oh, my God. They were probably like wow she died we're already in post-production we can't we can't make, come up with another joke we just have to keep it in there <laughs> <clears throat> the woman also says that she's good at doing dolly parton impressions too i want to see that well speaking of dolly parton mm-hmm. coronavirus we got to protect dolly parton we got to protect dolly parton we have to go to dollywood and um you know not let any old people in because they're the most vulnerable ones in this pandemic at the moment but an exception will be made for miss dolly parton we love i want to go to dollywood dollywood dolly world i think dollywood dollywood sounds better i want to go to dollywood so bad i want to ride the roller coaster that goes in between her boobs like i cannot wait I know. I, I just want to I, I wanna go between her cleavage. Not her real cleavage, though, because that would be very creepy. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, not her real. Right? No. So the manager tells Rose that she uh, is all about hiring people in tough positions, uh, depressives, mentally mm. ill, handicapped, and people like Rose, a jailbird. So we find <laughs> out that Rose um, was in jail, but we don't know why at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rose gets the gets to be trained by Colette, who's been working there for twenty years. I love her. Colette's gorgeous. She's yes. a total milf. Mm-hmm. She says she's fifty at one point, so we know she's fifty years old, and she's beautiful. Has this beautiful long red hair. Ugh. So um, Colette tells Rose to watch out for Pedrono. That's the manager, um, and that she uh, that she could ruin her career. And then Rose says she doesn't want a career. And then we meet Jessica, who's also red haired like Colette. And so there's lots of gingers in this movie. Like we stand, mm, we love. Yeah, I, you. I don't know if you can see, but me and Miles are both redheads. <laughs> you literally cannot see, but we'll tell you right now. Well, if you're astral projecting, right? If now. you astral project it, through your phone, mm-hmm. through your car speaker into this 
moment in time that this is being captured on, then you will see mm-hmm. that we are two red-haired men mm-hmm. talking about two red-haired women that we also astral projected into when the film was produced back then in 2014. <laughs> it's 2020. It's 2020, baby. Mm-hmm. This movie is a certain number of years old. How many years ago was that? It's Seven. Six. 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 Six, oh, six or five. Fucking God, I'm so bad at math. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, um, then Colette asks Jess if she's a cop. Oh, she asked her that because Colette, um, because Jess asks Rose why she's in jail. And she's like, what are you, a cop? So then, um, Rose tells Colette that she went to jail for stealing items like computers and clothes in order to pay her rent. Honestly, admirable. Hustle. We love Rose. Mm -hmm. So next scene, Rose is at the foster home, like, office place that, like, they meet at, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she is going to reunite with her son, Mikkel. Mm-hmm. and he has been in foster care since Rose went to prison. Rose and Mikkel sit down at her meeting. Rose points to Mikkel's shirt and asks him if he likes boxing, and he's like, it's not boxing, it's the cash, which is how you say wrestling in French, people. Uh-huh. Wake up. Um, his shirt has Triple H on it. We love Triple H. So I guess he's technically one of the wrestlers of the week that's being featured in this episode now because he's like one of the only other people in the movie. Hey, Triple H. Yeah, we... Triple H, the wrestler of the week. Ah. <sighs> That's how you pronounce Triple H. <sighs> <And> triple. <sighs> <laughs> uh, then Mikel's like, I, I'm a head out. And then, because <laughs> he's headed to Petty for um, a wrestling gala. Ooh, I, la la. I'm bumping on this. They call them wrestling galas the entire movie. Let me just say this. Here in America, we call them wrestling promotions. They're not called galas, okay? Like I know. It's like the Met Gala. It's not. It's not like a Met Gala. It's like a greasy nasty place like it's like a stadium with a bunch of fat people Hmm. and it's fun but uh they're called promotions so um i'll kind of interchange them i guess because some of my notes say gallo some of them say promotions so the meeting didn't go very hot mikhail's like pretty standoffish towards his mother but like reasonable right Mm -hmm. so later at the bar rose is watching the news on the tv and this is what i was talking about earlier we see mikhail at the gala arm wrestling with mit with the miz Mm -hmm. uh mike mazina love him great wrestler so um yeah and then also cm punk and eve are there too so good for them um and that's really th- that's it that's the only wwe wrestler shot we get from the movie for the most part there's like one archival shot later of eve but that's it so next day rose goes to a boxing gym which doubles as like a ballet studio for kids and mm-hmm. there she meets the man she stole the watermelon from yes richard the lionheart uh. and he's like this washed up old a- uh, wrestler and Rose tells Richard that she wants to learn wrestling. And he's like, yeah, no, um, you're super skinny and not, you're a woman, so you can't be a wrestler or whatever. Oof. And then, so then she jumps on his back and then he puts her in a headlock and then she headbutts him and then he's got a bloody nose and he's like, what the fuck? You're not supposed to counter in wrestling. And she's like, well, I didn't know you have to teach me. And he's like, all right, but you'll need partners. Um, so then next day at the grocery store, she sees the other cashier girls. She shows the other cashier girls some WWE clips. So this is like the other WWE thing. But for the most part, they're not really in the movie. And Jessica's all like, um, oh, I want to wear booty shorts like those girls. Like, hell yeah, that's going to give me all the men. Sign me up, girl. Um, but Jessica talks Colette into it because she was like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. I'm 50 years old. Um, but then at the butcher counter, Vivian is like, <laughs> I fucking love Vivian. Vivian is the best part of the whole fucking movie. She I is. love Vivian. She's the ultimate it girl. She is so cool and she slices some some mean sausage. Oh yeah, horse sausage. She cuts the meat. Yeah. And we find out later her father is a sausage maker. Wow, like like mother 
sorry sorry like father like daughter yes very much so mm-hmm. yeah so vivian to paint a picture she's like this goth woman she's got piercings mm-hmm. but she's like in her 40s mm-hmm. she's got like long black hair it's a little greasy a little stringy and a big schnoz a big french nose mm-hmm. and she's a butcher at the grocery store so she's always got like a bloody apron on mm-hmm. and and listen this woman is doing some method here like she mm-hmm. has that piercing she is touching that meat her hands have literal blood on them like it's not this yeah. isn't fake she's not just like a butcher with some fake blood on her this is real yeah you know she spent some time at the slaughterhouse she spent her spring break in a slaughterhouse she's, she got this role and she's like i'm gonna need a week to really get into this character so she went and spent a lot of time at the slaughterhouse but she's looking at this wwe dvd and she's like oh i love wrestling and they're like uh we're gonna be wrestlers and then she's like no shit fucking a can i come and they're like no you can't come and then she's like really sad and i'm like damn i feel so bad for her she's so sweet um instead they bring evelyn who's the suicidal chick from the beginning of the movie and um they take her to become a wrestler but then she like climbs up on the ring and like falls off and like breaks her back such an idiot breaks her leg so she can't do it she's out so now vivian's in so they invite Mm. vivian back for the next time they're at the ring and she's killy billy the froggy butcher (laughs) (laughs) i love that i i want to know if that's like lost in translation or if she's literally the froggy butcher yeah i don't understand where froggy comes from you know she doesn't wear any green there's no mention of a frog i I'm pretty confused, honestly. I think froggy's like you like to fight. Like you're going to get a little froggy. Mate? Yeah. I think that's what it means. But then I'm like, is it the same thing in French? I don't know. We don't know. But uh, that night we see Colette at her apartment. And she's got three kids. One's like a mean teenager. And he's like sitting on the couch watch, listening to rap music. And she's like, you're going to fail your exam. And he's like, oh, whatever, mom. (laughs) And then the other two kids are like younger and they're eating junk food at the table. And she's Mm -hmm. like, where's your dad? And they're like, and then she like goes in the bathroom and he's like in the bathtub on his phone. And his name is Laurette, Laurent, Mm. Laurent. Which I like that name. Mm-hmm. And then when Colette comes into the uh, bathroom, his phone rings and she's like, is that Julie? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it's not Julie. But then she reaches for the phone and he like snatches it away and drops it in the water. It was Julie. Totally was Julie, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, super mean. He's like, it's over. It's over. Fiend, 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 fiend. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop yelling at her. Um, and uh, It's super suspicious if you ask me. So uh, track that viewers think about that mm-hmm. um we yeah. kind of got a little seed planted there like he, was he cheating mm-hmm. he used to cheat is he still cheating we don't know meditate on that one right we got to meditate on that for a bit so next day richard meets at a diner with tonio tonio's the coach for the mexican team and he convinces richard to do a promotion with the mexicans versus the cashier gals mm-hmm. right so then we also see rose leaves a watermelon on richard's port richard's porch Aww. so it's like a little peace offering mm-hmm. training montage they all have fun. They're at the beach. They're doing stuff in the gym. It's great. So yeah. then later in the locker room, we see Vivian's bush out of her fucking underwear. It's like whoa! It's like popping out. I'm like, okay, so this is definitely like a PG-13 movie, right? But like mm-hmm. in France, I think you can just do whatever you want because you can have your bush out. You can have your, there's nipple. There's lady nipples in this movie. Oh, yeah. They're all like, freeze a nipple, please. <laughs> I need you to see my bush and my titties. <laughs> oh, Sherry, my titty. Oh, monsieur, have you seen my asshole yet? <laughs> it is ready for you. It's me, Colette. 
I wish to show you my butthole. Uh, yeah. Um, so, oh, this is crazy. I, you have to have Selena. You have to you definitely bumped on this too, I'm sure. So Jess is putting on her makeup and then she says that she's never been with a black before. <gasps> I missed that part. Holy oh, man. Shit. And then she heads to the men's. Oh, this is when you miss the whole men's locker room. Oh, then yeah. she goes to the men's locker room. I miss the sexy men. Yes, and then she's looking for John, who's the man she saw earlier at the boxing ring. Mm-hmm. And she was like, ooh. Like, that was basically her catalyst for why she wanted to become a wrestler, because she wasn't so sure either. But then she saw mm-hmm. the hot black man, John, and was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be a wrestler now. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she goes in the locker room looking for John, and there's all these hot Frenchmen, barely wearing clothes, and they're all catcalling her. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells them, this is crazy, she tells them she's racist. She only likes blacks. That is a lot to unpack. I know, and I think we should just throw the whole suitcase away. <laughs> really, I'm wondering if it's, again, something lost in translation, if they simplified the line. French people are racist. Well, absolutely, and that I know. <laughs> but then I'm wondering if like the word for black people is like, because just blacks seems so bad. Like, yes, um, in French, it's les noirs, and that means black people. And I mean, it literally translates to black. So yeah, it sounds much harsher in English. Yeah, but, I think the translation, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not racist. I only like blacks. And I'm Ooh, like, I just, ugh. yeah, that, that doesn't sit well with me. No, not me at all. So I, I'm, yeah, so I was kind of bumping on that. But um, yeah, and then that, that plot line kind of runs throughout the entire movie. It's like a big part of the film that she like wants to date this black man because mm-hmm. he's black. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess, I mean, racial relations are a lot different in the United States than they are overseas. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no incentive like racial fetishization. Am I right? That This is absolutely <laughs> racial fetishization, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. What, like, there's no way you can slice it. No. There's no way to slice the horse sausage mm-hmm. to, uh, <laughs> as Vivian would say. Oh, yes. To make this not racist. But, um... Okay, yeah, and then it gets worse because then he's like, she's like, do you want to go out after? And he's like, I have a shift at the hospital. And she's like, what are you, a nurse? And he's like, no, I'm an orthopedic surgeon intern. And then she just laughs in his face. And he's like, wow. And he's like, uh, and like walks away. And then she's like looking at all the other guys and they're all silent sitting at the benches in the locker room. And she's like, seriously, he's an orthopedic surgeon's intern? Like, yeah, maybe he literally is. She's used to dating brain surgeons, I guess. Well, yeah, but then she calls him a stuffy intellectual later, so Jess is all over the place. I don't really yeah. follow her. She's too chaotic her for arch. my liking. Right. Everyone else really has like a groundedness to them, mm-hmm. whereas Jess, not so much. And I wonder if it's like, I think the, the actress plays her quite well. I think she's like, yeah. she she grounds it pretty well, but the dialogue is just not there. It's really, it's hard. Yeah, she's like the token BPD character. What BPD? Borderline personality disorder. <laughs> yes, she is. Well, you know those those redheads they get a little crazy. They get a little uh, BPD. We sure do. Well, I feel like this movie has like BPD because the scenes <laughs> jump around like crazy. It goes literally all over the place. Because then immediately after this, she gets in the car. Um, J- Colette gets in Jess's car. Jess has a dope car. I feel like I have BPD. I'm like jumping all over the place now. No, this is not. That's like a sign of it. I need. I'm canceled. This show's horrible. We are. We just got canceled by the CDC. Literally, I'm on here. Yeah, I say the worst shit on here. I don't. It's good. Not a lot of people listen to. It. Hey, it's time to light up a cigarette. Oh yeah, right here. Now. Um, yeah, we we're at the uh, we're at intermission here, guys. One sec. Yeah. But anyway. 
the car that Jess has is the same car I had when I was like 18 years old. It's like a 1980s Volkswagen Jetta. And they're so cool. I love these cars. So I, I was like, hey, I, like, I have one of the, I had one of those. Hers is a different color than mine was. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, so I, I liked that. Total huge transition to this completely different part of the movie. Boom. Suddenly now this guy's running up and he's like, Jean-Marie is trapped. And she's like, Jean-Marie. And then it's a fucking basset hound in a, win- in a flaming window. And it has an eye patch on. And, she's, and they're all like, Jean-Marie, jump. And she's like, no, Jean-Marie. And they're like, you have to catch her. And she's like, I can't catch the dog. And it's like, it's bad. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, one scene we're in the men's locker room with all these, like, buff dudes. And she's being racist towards a a black man. And the next scene, there's a basset hound jumping out of a window. And it's wearing an eye patch. It's insane. So I guess what we're supposed to gather from the basset hound jumping on her is that she's not strong enough to, like, land catches in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure if that's, like, the... Because then she says, she's, they're like, how are you going to catch a Mexican if you can't catch a basset hound? The Mexicans weigh two basset hounds. That sounds very Trumpian. Yes, and Oops. listen, I don't... Um, oh, I got a flaming ash on, on my Miles' MacBook. I, here. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, no, I got it. I got, oh, I got thank, it. Thank you, Miles. Sorry. It's, it's yeah. That, see, that was the same kind of energy as Jean-Marie. Yeah, was, I was just channeling Jean-Marie. It was urgent. There was mm-hmm. flame, there was fire. It was, it was insane. So, um, right, right. So, what we were saying about the... Um, <laughs> I know, the, I'm not being... I don't, I don't fuck with Trump. No, no, thank you. No, this me is neither. not a pro-Trump podcast. I want to make that very clear. Oh, crystal clear. Hell no. We absolutely hate Trump. We abhor Trump. But I'd like to say I don't speak French, so I can't like parse the subtitles versus the actual dialogue. Mm. So the film, mm-hmm. the subtitles I was given when watching this film refers to the Mexican wrestlers as the Mexicans all the time. Yep. So. And I can like self crit and like try to cheat, but that's just what it said for the film, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, I don't want to like um, bring life to these words and mm-hmm. like you know because I, I understand the connotations they're on, but that's what they said in the movie. But moving on, next day at the boxing gym, um, the masked felines come to train with the gals, Ooh. and it's all these geriatric women that used to wrestle back in the day. So. And they're gonna show the girl, the gals, the cashier gals, a thing or two. They all kick their asses, and um, they do. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say this here: the movie has a way of like jumping around from like comedic bit to bit with any, not really any kind of connecting tissue. It it feels just like a lot of limbs flailing around. Yes, yeah. This movie does not do a good job in transitions whatsoever between jokes. It's, um, yeah. You got it. <laughs> and they buy these like expensive songs for the the movie and then they'll just play them for like 10 seconds. That's where the budget went. It went to these like, very popular songs, both yes. in English and in French, so they couldn't afford to bring John Cena into the movie or anyone who's that prominent. Right, in that big zoom that they do at the end of the movie when she walks into the stadium. Oh, that cost $100,000. That was a million dollar shot. That yeah. was insane. That's like where the budget went. Uh-huh. Yeah, they need to sort out their priorities next time. Which is why they made um the artist, I suppose. You know. Did you see the artist? 
Yeah, my mom and I watched it, but you know, it was so quiet. I don't really remember. It. <laughs> it's a silent film. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was too quiet for my liking. I guess I've never. I think I started it once. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like a hot take or not, but like, I can I just watch a silent film from the silent film era? Like, why do I have to watch like a Xerox version of a silence film? Silent film. I guess like it's them like in retrospect making a silent film. Yeah, and with the like technology we have today, so mm-hmm. it's like a little bit more interesting. But, like, I'd rather just watch like you know an actual silent film. Some Criterion Collection. Yeah, get some Criterion Collection shit on there. This is like... The artist is like watered down Criterion Collection. Exactly. It's like the the people are afraid of what they could have, so they watch a fake version of a silent film. Doesn't it like turn into a talkie at the end too? Or am I wrong? Turn into a... Yes, there are words at the end. I don't remember what the words are. Maybe it's the artist yeah. is present. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marina Ambrovovich <laughs> yeah. comes out and she's like in her dress and like her like toilet seat that she sits on for twelve hours a day, and she's crying, and, she, and you can't hear her tears, and everyone else is crying because when a woman cries, no one listens. It's true. When a woman holds a bowl of milk, no one cares. She has to hold it until it spills. Mm-hmm. And even then, no one hears it. Because You've seen that piece at the DIA, right? I have seen it. And I don't know if it's still there. Because last time I went, I couldn't find the bowl. Really? Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, Marina Ambrovovich, is that my saying it right? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Is a performance artist that does like really, she's just kind of wacky. She's just like, not like the other girls. Oh, she's so quirky. She's very cool. I mean, she's very like um, an important artist. But she has a mm-hmm. piece of the DIA, the Detroit Institute of Art, um, where this is being recorded, not at the DIA, but in Detroit, um, and uh, it's her with a in a dress mm-hmm. in a like old style house, and mm-hmm. she's holding a bowl, and it's filled with milk to the very mm-hmm. brim, and she just holds it for as long as she can mm-hmm. without spilling it, and then once it spills, the video ends, and it's on this big screen, this like vertical screen mm-hmm. that's like the length of her body, so you can yeah. stand there like her full image and like watch her mm-hmm. uh, spill a bowl of milk. So don't cry over spilled milk, you know? No. And, you know, when I saw that and I realized what she was holding was hemp milk, that, you know, inspired me to become a barista. It's hemp milk? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, is hemp milk like just plant-based milk? Yeah, it comes from a hemp seed. It's like flaxseed milk, which is also really good. Is it good? Hemp yeah. milk? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is pretty good. It's good with some uh, hemp hearts if you want to be really hempy. My thing is like, I don't know, whenever you put like soy milk or like nut milk in um, coffee, it always looks so sludgy. It doesn't look like creamy like when you put actual milk in it. Yeah, it's nasty. It like separates from the from the, the hot coffee and it looks like cheese curds. It's so disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's that's yeah. This is why these MLM ladies are drinking their soy milk with their coffee. It's nasty. A- MLM? Multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing. Triangle, like pyramid schemes. <gasps> I went to high school with, with some people who are into that now. Oh, we all went to high yeah. school with some people who are uh-huh. into that now. They had a kid when they were like 19 yeah. that totally changed their life, quote unquote. <laughs> Allegedly. I really hope that, you know, they made a lot of money from those from those pyramids. They did not. Maybe they're at the top now. It's a it's it's multi it's set up as a marketing scheme for the people at the top to make money and the people at the bottom to lose money. Like that's how the company remains profitable. Well, let's hope that they're at the top now. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Back to the movie. The masked felines kick the ladies' asses. Then later in the shower, we see Vivian's boobies. Mm-hmm. And so this is how we know it's not, this is a French PG-13 film. Because they would yeah. never show boobies in a PG-13 movie in America. Like, oh, the female figure, it is irresistible and uh, <laughs> natural. Right. And... Yeah, but then you, I mean, PG 13 movie, you can watch like somebody's arm get ripped off and blood spray all over the place, but you can't see some titties. No, you can't see a fucking vulva or a scrotum in a PG 13 movie, but yeah, you can see a titty and you can see a finger being chopped off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. fucked up. I love, yeah. I yeah. want to see a scrotum in a PG-13 movie. J.J. Abrams, hit me up. J.J. Abrams, give us the scrotum. Yeah, please. We, we want to see a scrotum with lens flares coming out of the back of it. We want to see it. I want to see it on pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. J.J., do the scrotum pay-per-view. We want the, We want to see it. Pronto. We love to see it. Um, so I want to note here that Vivian's boobs did not, they were not pierced. Like her, her breasts are not pierced. But later she's like taking piercings out of her nipples. That's an Easter egg. That's an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, something I noticed. My favorite Easter egg of the movie. Um, the old ladies tell Vivian that she'd be a great bad guy. And then she's like, I am not. Kill- Killy Billy is not a bad guy. Killy Billy's a good guy. Yeah. She, she leaves the shower in a huff. She's very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, next scene, this is what I mean. Like This movie just, okay, now we're at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Jess is at the hospital, and she's cut her leg shaving. And J- John, from earlier in the film, um, from the locker room scene, comes in. And he tastes her blood. I'm like, this is very sensual. He like runs his hand and like licks the blood. And I'm like, oh my God. And then he's like, uh, de ketchup. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was ketchup. It was a ruse, you guys, to get him to let, let I don't know, to get her, him alone in a, a room with her. Yeah, but he licked her blood. What if it was real blood? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck? So she tackles him and says that she will shout, pardon me, rape. If mm-hmm. he doesn't have sex with her, mm-hmm. and, which is like somehow sexy to him. Cause yeah, then after she leaves, he's like turned on. He's like, Oh, like watching her booty hanging out mm-hmm. of her, uh, gown her hospital gown that is the most accurate like french part of the movie like french people are like really like freudian and wacky about sex yeah i was, I was like very confused i'm like mm-hmm. so this is sexy and not problematic at all okay great no. so then later at the bar colette and rose meet tonio and he tells them uh he lets them talk on the webcam with the mexican wrestlers that they're going to be fighting against later mm-hmm. on and um, Rose takes a bite out of a piece of raw beef and is like, like rabid to like size him up. And then one of the Mexicans is like eating chips and she um, like sticks her chippy tongue out with her tongue ring. And that, then the video cuts out. That chippy tongue is stuck in my brain. It I was can't stop so thinking gross. about the chippy tongue. That's you, so fucking gross. And the tongue was pierced too. So like just imagine like a, a really wide tongue with a ring on the on the tip and there's like <laughs> chip dust all over it. It's it's fucked up. Yeah, it's grotesque. It's like scarier than anything I've seen in Saw or anything. It's really oh, the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Same, same. So that night, the gals go out clubbing. Mm-hmm. Love that. And okay, then we see at the club, we see Vivian rubbing Jess's feet like in her high heels. Is Vivian like a lesbian? You know, um, I think she's like pansexual. Right. I think so, too. Headcanon Vivian is pansexual. Yeah. Pansexual icon. (laughs) Um, Colette gets hit on by this younger guy and she's like, why don't you go play with your Lego? And then he's like, (laughs) that's funny. Grabs her. and He's like, I want you. And then she's like kicks his ass knocks him on the ground and then it turns in this huge fight and they're all fighting 
um and people are recording it it ends up on youtube um then easy like sunday morning this is what i was talking about easy like sunday morning mm-hmm. that plays but like for like five seconds mm-hmm. i'm like that was a pricey one to buy and mm-hmm. does not even go for it yeah 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 so we see colette she goes home she picks up her kids from the babysitters and um babysitter and she um goes to bed um and then we cut to that same night jessica's apartment and rose is there and she's got a gun and she points the gun at a piggy bank and fucking shoots it and the piggy bank explodes <laughs> and they're in an apartment so then like the neighbors like what the fuck is going like yelling through the walls and they're like it's fine like everything's cool so i <laughs> so jessica has a loaded gun that they just shoot in her apartment which mm-hmm. is insane and jessica was was like i missed myself yeah right <laughs> like suicide is just like a, a quirky joke in this film the french are very depressed people right they're just like oh it's cool um he he, he i didn't kill myself i tried <laughs> but i didn't die um then the next morning everybody's hung over at work they're all wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. they're like dropping bottles of wine and breaking mm-hmm. them on the floor um the boss lady is pissed she's, mm-hmm. she's like what were you all up to last night this is not okay this is rose's fault ever since she came here y'all have been not okay y'all have been acting crazy so um after work they drag a mattress onto the roof of the grocery store so that way they're able to practice up there on their breaks and um cool so we got that next scene it's Mikkel's birthday party mm-hmm. rose shows up and she has a jean skirt on and we are living for it like mm. she is that bitch with her jean skirt on she we love that. is that bitch so um rose and Mikkel's stepmom both give him the same wrestling belt as a present Ooh, yeah the tension is high in it's this scene. yeah it's really high i want to say Catherine, the foster mom she's very kind throughout the entire movie she's very open to rose being a part of mikhail's life it's very mm-hmm. like I, I like it a lot like he, she's not like a a wall or like a force mm-hmm. that like gets in the way of their relationship she's very much like a mediator which i think is really nice yeah she's an infp for sure mm, yeah i definitely know the personality types really well i definitely mm-hmm. know my own too what is it i don't know it you don't know it? No, I don't know. I've never done it. It's very funny when people put like those on their Tinder profiles. Like it matters to me or like it, it looks like anything to me. I know. It's it's like the same thing as like the Hogwarts house. Oh my God. It's like, I don't care if you're a Hufflepuff. I want to blow my back out. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get cracking, baby. Yeah. I don't want to know about Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Oh man. No, that's an immediate swipe, right? Left. left is reject yeah left that's an immediate no, i love harry potter it's an immediate swipe right no <laughs> definitely you're getting swiped left if you have fucking harry potter shit in your bio that's like not okay sayonara bitch like, trump is totally just like voldemort oh my god and elizabeth warren is hermione <laughs> stop please just fucking end my life already <laughs> coronavirus is like my patronus <laughs> <laughs> true uh so later after the birthday party but at the house still um mikhail and his friends are practicing elbow drops outside on like an air mattress and mm-hmm. rose is like let me show you how it's done kids oh that so was so cute it was very cute so she shows them how to do it cor- correctly mm-hmm. um back at colette's place she's got on some jean booty shorts so she's trying on different costumes trying to get her stuff together mm-hmm. so she's going for like a wonder woman look but like casual because she's got the jeans on mm-hmm. right so um next day at the gym they're practicing their entrances um jess kills it she's walking in she's having a good ass time mm-hmm. there's like three little girls who are from the ballet school and they're like judging the judging the ladies as they mm-hmm. do their entrances um colette needs work she walks in like doing peace signs and it's very like 
made me cringe. I'm it, sorry, Colette. I love you, but girl, no more peace signs. It didn't work for me. Mm-mm. Yeah, it no. wasn't working. Definitely not America's Next Top Model. No, her picture was not in Tyra's hands. That's for sure. <laughs> America's Next Top Model is so fucking canceled. There's no way that that show would have been made these days. Have you seen like the first two seasons? It's like totally pro anorexia and it's like i want to be a size triple zero so bad i want my boyfriend to put his whole hand around my thigh jesus <laughs> twice or the episode where they have to um dress up as different races oh my god i'm i haven't seen that one but i'm not surprised like yeah. how did tyra let that one fly tyra loved it she was like oh my god like the to the white woman she's like you looked so black up there it was so great like you totally embodied like black culture and it was like jesus christ Tyra's fucking problematic. I don't. <laughs> She's bound to be canceled anytime, any day now. She's immune. If you can pull that shit for how many, 12 seasons or whatever, the God knows how long that show was on. Um, though my favorite, my favorite American Next Top Model moment is when Tyra pretends to pass out. And oh they're all God. like, oh, my God. And then she sits up and she's like, I was acting. I was acting. I'm like, that's not acting. She's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> Pretending to be, like, ill is not acting. <laughs> that's just, like, wrong. No, she loves to torture her girls. Exactly. Um, so then Vivian comes out. She does her entrance. And she's Killy Billy the Froggy Butcher. and But she comes out skipping to Little House on the Prairie theme song, which I love. It's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the movie. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. And then... um. She's like, I am not a fucking bad guy. Put the fucking music back on. And they're like, damn, all right. And then she skips around some more. So, um, yeah, like I said, later in the locker room, Vivian's taking her piercings out, including her nipple piercings that she doesn't have. Um, then, which I think she's taking them out because, like, she's like, okay, they clearly everyone thinks I like look like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, taking out her piercings to, like, show, like, she wants for herself and her own image to be like, I'm not a bad guy. Like, I want to look like a good guy. Mm-hmm. But then she goes and talks to one of the ballet the one of the ballet girls comes mm-hmm. in. She's like, "Can I get your autograph? You're like the best bad guy ever. I love you." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Freddy Terminator, <laughs> Darth Vader." And she's like, "All of her favorites." Mm-hmm. So Vivian really comes to her own. She realizes like she doesn't have to take out the piercings. She can keep those in, and that she can embrace being a bad guy because this is very important in wrestling. You need your good guys. You need your mm-hmm. you need your heroes. You need your heels. Mm-hmm. And Vivian's a heel. Like we need her to be there. Yeah. To Make everybody else look good. And, you know, some of my favorite wrestlers are heels. Mm-hmm. Kane, great. Love Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige, she's a great heel, too. We love them. So, really, heels make the world go round. Heels be making the world go round, okay? You heard it here first. I can relate to that part, though. When I was a kid, I loved villains. I wanted to be a villain so bad when I was a kid. Like, I loved Ursula. I loved Maleficent. I just thought they were fabulous. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, because they were, like, gay. Yeah. You know? Disney villains are generally coded as gay. Yeah. Which is really toxic, really, when you think about it. Because... Yeah, it's really fucked up. Right, because, like, heterosexual people, or people that are just, like, not queer, Mm -hmm. um, get represented positively in media, whereas... Even if they're not explicitly gay characters, mm-hmm. characters like Ursula, mm-hmm. Jafar, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, they are coded as queer. Mm-hmm. And then, so then it's like, okay, so like those are the kind of identities that like we as queer people attach ourselves to, mm-hmm. which so then it's, you know, it becomes like, yeah, no wonder uh, nobody fucking actually <laughs> dates or get mar- gets married when <laughs> around in the queer community. Yeah, tell me about it because full of shame right it's like hookup culture is so real in the queer community because i think like even from young children we're being mm-hmm. indoctrined into like a not 
loving culture like it's like a cult. yeah you know hate obviously like you can poke holes in that and it's like not totally yeah self-hate it's like not mm-hmm. totally true but it's like definitely there and i think it's like palpable it's like partially real mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I, I think that maybe that's why we relate to vivian like we can mm-hmm. kind of feel her energy yeah definitely as a uh pan icon <laughs> pan so, con um after work the next day they're practicing on the roof and jess has this pink suede tracksuit on that i love I know. I bet it's Juicy Couture. I always wanted a it Juicy. It is Juicy. Yeah. I want a Juicy jumpsuit or whatever they're called. A track I want suit. Juicy across my ass. Get Juicy across your ass. I meant like a tattoo of it. Really yeah, big. Across I, my whole ass. Get it on the ass. <laughs> get the Juicy on the ass. Come yeah. on. Um, Colette's on the phone. Rose throws a ball at her to like get her attention, but ends up knocking the sausage that's on the, the like neon sign sausage. That, and it falls onto the boss's car. Another big budget moment because they end mm-hmm. up smashing the whole sunroof of a car. Yeah. How did she not get crushed by that sausage? Yeah. She, hopefully she wasn't in the car. Um, so then uh rose gets fired because well so colette's the union rep we mm-hmm. love unions we stand a union which i love colette even more mm-hmm. she's like a strong woman she's a union rep we love unions mm-hmm. um so she but what she does she turns rose in for the sausage because she says that they shouldn't all get fired just because rose made a mistake and mm-hmm. knocked the sausage off the sign so um we find out from the manager colette and the manager are having a meeting and we find out that rose lied she wasn't selling stolen merch she was um she got in a bar fight and murdered somebody holy shit so she went to prison for being for a bar fight gone wrong Mm -hmm. and rose claims it was an accident probably it was but still she beat up a guy bad enough to kill him which is really bad so um uh so then later they have a match and um at this point like they're kind of like their relationships like torn like colette is like part of the reason why rose got fired so rose is not happy with colette and there i think there's something to do this isn't explicitly said in the movie but i think it is kind of implied that rose has to have a job in order to be able to continue to like see mikkel right be involved with the foster care system Mm -hmm. like she has her own place and have a job so like her not having the job at the grocery store is like really detrimental to her relationship with mikkel Mm -hmm. so later they have a practice match and rose is just kicking the shit out of colette she's like smack smacking her head against the ground and everyone's like oh my god it's not fake anymore it's real and uh so um mikkel sees the fighting mm-hmm. she, he leaves upset rose is upset colette's upset all hope is lost mm-hmm. um this is what i imagine like if tulsi gabbard and hillary clinton were thrown into a ring this is what would happen <laughs> <laughs> wait didn't you say you watched the new hillary clinton documentary i did watch it. i watched it last night before i watched um les rendus ring is yeah we oui, we oui. oui. what did you think um hillary is um i know like people are like stop saying she's robotic but like she <laughs> she looks and acts like a robot it like the way she feigns emotions and like it's just so artificial there's a lot of artifice behind her yeah i i, I don't trust her okay? no me not at all either do you- <laughs> Do you think the is it like a pro hill is it like her production company that made it or I, is it like an expose? I do not know. It is not an expose. It is very much so pro Hillary. And the weird thing is, they have all of these pictures of her, like when she was a kid, like I don't know, like being active and whatever she. I don't know. It's just like she like, has a what, l- like playing volleyball and like ski hockey. No, just just just, <laughs> just like. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't have that many pictures of me when I was growing up. Like, she 
has so many pictures of her. It's just like, do you think they're fabricated? Like they have lookalikes. That's what my roommates and I were saying. We're like, she has too many pictures of herself, like doing all of these like specific things yeah, that are like career moves. yes exactly they're all career move photos and like she has the same smile in all of them and the same expression it is kind of uh creepy if you ask me do you think the manager woman who does like uh impressions in this movie kind of looks like hillary clinton i think any white woman with short blonde hair looks like hillary clinton with like an updo kind of like teased up blonde hair yes which is confusing to me because hillary has had some like really good hair moments i don't know why she's choosing the one that she has right now. It's yeah. not very flattering. I mean, I think she's pretty... She's beautiful looking, I think. Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's gorgeous. I mean, especially when she was younger. But I just mean like her her, her hair, it's not iconic. No, no. No, no, no sister. Do you like her, her power suits, though? Look at those things. I got to give it to her. I do like her power suits. I would wear them. Yeah, I, I like them. They're very tasteful. Yeah. They're probably like a million dollars each. Oh, without a doubt, they're like Dolce and Gabbana or something. <laughs> but she, they make her look like a like an intergalactic empress. Like she looks so powerful. right. It's like uh, like New Age Star Wars. It's like um mm-hmm. uh fuck, what's her name? Uh, Haldo, the bl- the purple haired one, Laura Dern. Laura Dern mm-hmm. in Last Jedi. That's what she looks like. All she has to do is dye her hair purple. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I think Laura Dern. No, probably not. I was gonna say she could play Hillary Clinton, but like I don't know. No, Hillary Laura, has a round face. She has a moon face. Yeah. And like Laura's too warm and bubbly. Hillary is really robotic. It could be like a moment for Laura though. Like she could be really doing she could do it. I don't know if you've seen um Enlightened, her uh, Laura mm-hmm. Dern's HBO show. No. Um it was a few years ago. Uh she plays like a crazy, like very like she she turns on a dime from being very sweet to like very like in your face like calculated in that Ooh, show. So I like, gotta she, see that. She can do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's cool. We love a, an actor with range. Right. She does. It's sort of. I don't know. I don't know if Laura Dern really has the range. She kind of just does the same thing. But she's like everyone's mom, so we love her. We do love her. You, yeah, you saw Little Women. Yeah. She's just so magnetic in that film. She is magnetic. And same in Big Little Lies. Yes. She, mm-hmm. she, yeah. I do feel like season two of Big Little Lies almost was just like Laura Dern fanfic. Like they're like they have that whole like plot about the, the him with the model train in his basement. Yeah, it felt like it was just a long setup to her doing her Godzilla scene in that <laughs> show where she smashes the small town and it's shot like she's Godzilla. That was, which it it all just feels like fan fiction for Laura. <laughs> it was very much so fan fiction, and I ate it up. Me too. I mm-hmm. loved it. Even the scene where she ends up, they like it's like same thing. They like set this up so that they can have a scene where she's in a room alone with Meryl Streep having tea and they can like <laughs> just like do their powerhouse actress thing back and forth at each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like that scene is iconic. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's one of the best parts of season two. Season two of Big Little Lies has its issues. I find the court scene stuff to be very cheesy, but this is where we disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you, what, how did you not find it cheesy? I found it incredibly powerful and I was shaking Oh my god. Yeah, I was quivering. I just felt it like so phoned in. Those kids are just happen to be filming with their iPads through a slit in the closet and just happen to like get a video of Alexander Skarsgar like beating the shit out of Nicole Kidman. Okay, yeah, that was a bit of a stretch, but just the way who was the lawyer again? Oh, it was Nicole Kidman defending herself, right? Yeah, yeah that made me quiver and shiver. Yeah, I did like how season one, she's kind of just like in passing a lawyer 
mm-hmm. and they really like ride with that character yeah a trait or whatever part of her character mm-hmm. in season two they're like okay well we'll have her be like up on the stand like defending herself but then they pull that shit where they like pull down the projector screen and it's like this like csi like animation of a body like falling downstairs and they're like okay according yeah. to this scientific research the body would have landed here not here and then they don't and they're like stop put that away i can't look at that and they never show it again and it never comes up again and i'm like what the fuck is going on these court scenes are so like spastic they're so all over the place you're right i do love meryl streep in that mm-hmm. um when season. she screams at the dinner table i mean yes but also just like the weird moments where she's like putting her like necklace in her mouth Oh my god, she, her character was really fucking odd in, in that season. I love it. Like mm-hmm. she's sitting there talking, and she's like got her necklace in her mouth, and she's like dr- moving around her chin. And I'm like, this is so yeah. fucking weird. She's a little but bit feral it. in that season. Yes, and um, there's a scene they cut it out. Well, there was all these politics around that season because um, the the director of the show didn't have full creative control, and so HBO mm. like took it away. That's why the episodes are like all really short. They're like all like 45 minutes long because oh. there's like at least two or three hours of footage that's not included. And there's like scene, there's a scene where, um, uh, Reese Witherspoon throws her ice cream cone at Meryl Streep. Why do they cut that out? I don't know. And it's the thing is, is with the scene where it's, uh, Reese Witherspoon and her daughter and they're eating ice cream. It's like, the fact that they're holding ice cream cones like seems like it's like Chekhov's gun, like something's gonna happen with those yeah. ice cream cones and then mm-hmm. the scene just ends. Cause it was, she throws it, but it ends up not going down like that in the show. But we're not here to talk about Big Little Lies, though I could go on about it forever. (laughs) Um, So um, let's keep it moving. Um, So the three... where are we where are we grocery store tells just she's a good wrestler um okay so the three gals go to richard to ask if he will coach them again so like all hope is lost the team's broken up right they're Mm -hmm. getting back together so he says yes but um and he convinces tonio to do the promotion again so he gets tonio drunk and they settle the match they settle to decide who will win the match Mm because you know it's wrestling it's all Mm pre-decided seagull style seagull style people this is a french thing i don't know if you've heard about this Mm. seagull style um this is where you uh get really drunk then you go to the the harbor as it will and you uh piss on a seagull and whoever pisses on the seagull first uh wins and gets to be the winning team of the match so antonio has uh the prostate of a 15 year old Mm. important character detail so he's able to piss all over the seagull that's pretty hot this seagull like loves water sports it's like doesn't fly away it's just like sitting there getting pissed on it's the kinkiest seagull i've ever heard of absolutely yes um so um yay so the mexicans are gonna win the competition but so um Pedrono hires Rose back. That's the manager because there's like a mob saying, like, we will love Rose. We want mm-hmm. her back in the game. We <laughs> want her back working here. We love her. We're going to go buy our beef somewhere else if you don't let Rose work here again. So she's like, fine. All right. You can work here again. We see Evelyn, the woman who tried to kill herself and broke her leg earlier in the movie, making the costumes for them. We get another training montage. Um, Vivian makes them meat cocktails. <laughs> this is fucked up. It's the tray of meat blood from the, the butcher meat pour it into a blender then she cracks an egg in it then puts the whole shell in there too so why even crack it then pours like yogurt or milk some kind of maybe drinking yogurt or milk mm-hmm. blends it up puts them all in martini glasses garnishes them with slices of like little mini hot dogs and then they all drink it and rose like loves it she's like drinking it like mm, delish and i'm like <laughs> this is so fucked up like i can't believe you'd be ill at that point yeah but salmonella yeah well yeah i don't know if you can get salmonella from beef though you can eat beef raw yeah, but the egg. 
the egg is mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, only the outside of the egg has a salmonella on it. So oh. if you properly wash an egg, um, it you can't get salmonella from it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not on the inside. Maybe I'll because it's from eating... like feces and like contaminants right. on the outside of the egg. The inside's totally. Maybe I'll start eating raw eggs. You can definitely eat raw eggs as long as um the shell has been properly cleaned, or you can like test it, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but she put the whole fucking shell in there, so yeah, they definitely got salmonella. It's horrible. Um, okay, so then next we see Jessica and John in the car together. This is huge. This is fucking huge. Jess, um. Drops, drop, drops John off at home uh, after their date, and John comes up with the name Calamity Jess. That's not the huge part. Wait. <laughs> Calamity Jess, right? So that's the name. Yeah. But then we see Jess sees Colette's husband in his mm. car with mm. Julie, mm. the one that he was cheating on Colette with earlier yep. that he said he was that it was over. They were smooching. They were smooching. Mm-hmm. So Jess uh, knows now that Colette's husband was cheating on her. This is huge. Mm-hmm. So... Then we get back to the beach. There's lots of beach scenes in this, which I love the beach that they're on. Um, We see the wind turbines, so we stand green energy. Love that. Mm. Um, Rose tells Colette what what Jess saw. Mm -hmm. So um, next we see Colette uh, at her home crying, eating Nutella. She's so upset Mm -hmm. that she found out about this. And um, she's drowning her... Her, her tears in Nutella. I feel like that's a very European thing. Like here we eat like oh. Ben and Jerry's, like a mm. whole pint, whereas over there they eat just like a whole jar of Nutella. Oh, I am heartbroken. My husband cheated on me and I will eat Nutella. I must eat all the Nutella. I, that's oh. not very... I, mine's bad. Mine sounds Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Oh, mommy, I would like the Nutella, please. Please give me Nutella now. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. I would like the Nutella. Um, blah, 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 blah. It sounds like the caterpillar from Bugs Life. Heimlich. Oh, mm, boysenberry. Uh, that explains why I like that accent so much. I, I loved him as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I loved Heimlich. <laughs> yeah, he was super cute. Um, so Jess can't sleep that night, so she goes to the hospital to meet John, and he grabs her and kisses her. It's so hot. Mm. Um, so now they're in love, and then Jess is going to take him back to her apartment to fuck, but then she turns on the light uh, in the stairwell, and who's there? Colette and her two young children. Mm. She's upset because she left uh laurent mm-hmm. she's over it so jess and Col- jess is like it's fine you can definitely stay here like don't even worry about it and then jess and colette smoke bongs and jess is like you know what colette you're super fucking hot and you do not need fucking laurent in his nasty ass and his blackberry and his julie and like just get him out of here you know and, and then colette rips a huge bong rip and she's like damn i'm feeling sexy again so like good for her mm-hmm. it's about time um so rose goes to meet mikhail at the foster care office where they can meet but he doesn't show up so then she goes running and uh and then she gets to his house his foster home house where Catherine and pat peter whatever his foster parents names are um and mikhail yells at her and says you're not even um you're not my mom you haven't changed at all you're the same as you always were because he saw her fighting at the ring for real fighting not wrestling fighting mm-hmm. um so it's the day of the competition, but Rose isn't there. Oh, I guess I skipped this. Um, Laurent tries to get Colette back from the parking lot at the grocery store, and she's like, I don't fucking love you. I don't love you anymore. I don't want anything to do with you. And then she like turns around, and she's so fucking happy. She's like skipping away and like spinning around. It's like the sound of music. She's like she's like in the mountain. She's like having a great time. Her, she's like totally Julia Roberts moment. Mm-hmm. We loved it. Julie Andrews? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, yes. my bad, yeah. Th- th- this is not Eat, Pray, Love, Miles. <laughs> yeah. What else is Julia Roberts in? Valentine's Day? Doesn't she play like a fucking military bitch in 
woman in uh, Valentine's Day. Feminism. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, she's in uh, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Have you seen Valentine's Day? A long time ago. Isn't she the one on the plane that's like coming back from deployment? Maybe. Maybe not. I can neither confirm nor deny. I don't remember. The frankly. Roberts scare the shit out of me. Who is the Roberts? Are there more? Her cousin. Um, her cousin? The, the the younger one from Nickelodeon. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. I two, forgot. You know they could ruin a career if they wanted to. They're terrified. They are. Mm-hmm. If yeah, if I would not want to cross either of them because they're like, never mind. But they are definitely <laughs> like. I would, I'm not gonna say that. But yeah. they are definitely like. On their shit, they'll fucking they, they'll get you. Have you seen Julia's mouth? It's huge. She could eat someone with that. It's true. And Emma's a great actress. Love her. Yeah, yeah. Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. Uh, Scream Nancy Queens. Drew. Is she on that? She is in Scream. Oh, the first season of Scream Queens is really funny. Yeah. Not the I, second one. The second one is awful. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't finish it because it was that bad. It was that bad. You heard. You heard it, guys. It was that bad. You heard it here first. Certified Kellen hot take. Mm-hmm. Sizzling, sizzling. I hear the sizzling. So, um, okay. So then Jess says, um, "They are. They're. We're stars. Forget Lady Gaga. Who needs that? Who needs Lady Gaga when we're stars?" And then so everyone's signing autographs. Uh, she gets out in the stadium. She's like, oh, "The stadium's huge." And there's this like really expensive zoom where it like mm. zooms around. That was intense. Yeah. Right. Um. So a movie has the budget. We're here for it. Um, Richard hears from Mikkel because Richard runs into Mikkel and Mikkel's like, oh my God, you're Richard the Lionheart. Um, terrible wrestling name, <laughs> I have to say. Super cheesy. Um, and then he's like, where's your mom? And she, he's like, she's not here. And uh, Richard's like, what? No, we got to find her. So then he's like, uh, takes off um, to look for her. But the promotion's already starting. The Mexican wrestlers are coming in. Demona. The, she enters breathing fire. She's like blowing flames out of her mouth. It's crazy. And then the other one comes in. She's got a Mexican flag. I didn't write down what her uh, wrestling name was. Calamity Jess enter- enters. She's got her cowboy outfit on. Did you play Breath of the Wild? Zelda Breath of the Wild? Yes, I'm obsessed with that okay, game. Okay, so like mm-hmm. all I could think was Calamity Ganon. <laughs> Calamity Ganon. How did I not make that connection? That's yes. all I could think. I was like, here comes Calamity Jess coming in. I wonder where her soft spot is. Right. Where's her big glowing eyeball that you have to hit with an arrow? <laughs> right? Um. Yeah, so I'm glad we... A hit on that so then what's this wonder colette comes in and we look over at the entrance everybody else has been walking in she's not there where is she <gasps> we look above us there she is flying in on wires <laughs> zooming around the stadium oh my god it's it's wonder jet wonder colette we love her amazing um <laughs> that part's so fucking crazy she's flying around on wires um i was watching this with uh last night with liam friend of the show liam he's been on a couple episodes Woo. um he was telling me that there, I, and I hate to bring this up because I can't think of the wrestler's name and I feel so bad. There was a wrestler that did the same thing, flying around wires, and the wire broke and he died on stage, like on the ring. And oh my God. It makes me feel terrible. I can't say who the man was because I feel like I should respect his life. But man, I yeah, so that happened. Wow. So that's all all I could think about after he told me that. He was like, I, didn't you tell me that? And I was like, I absolutely did not know that. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, no, so, yeah. Wow, I would have loved to see that. Oh my, yeah, like on live leaks or something. Like, come on, we want to see. Oh, yeah, it's on one of those gore websites for sure. Yeah. Um, I, do those still exist? Are we like late enough into the internet that those are gone or are they still around? Uh, yeah, I see gore every now and then. I mean, I don't want us, I don't look out for gore, that's right. for sure. But we definitely grew up in an era of the internet when we were a bunch younger where it was like, it's already still like the Wild West, but like it was like the wild, wild West back then. Like, 
You Anarchy. Could, yes, because there was like no like like uh censorship there was like just like you could look up the most insane mm-hmm. stuff and you were when you were like 10 years old on the internet yeah, oh my god now it's like at least you're like google chrome like warns you not to go on the site or whatever yeah thank god and like back in the days of tumblr some people had like gore blogs for oh i definitely reason. was following some gore blogs mm-hmm. there's one girl one woman i guess she was a girl we were all kids at that point um who had a gore blog and then she like got deactivated or whatever got you know canceled from tumblr as they do with the gore blogs and her and i would talk all the time on there and i can't remember her name she was from um england and we would talk all the time on the dms on twitter or on tumblr and then she's got her blog deactivated and i never heard from her again and i still think about that all the time do you have those internet friends that like Mm -hmm. are just gone that you still think about you're like i have no way of contacting this person but like we talked so much yeah it's crazy how I just like out of contact with these people. I've met an internet friend once. He was Portuguese, but he was living in London at the time. And I went and visited him and it was one of the weirdest things. I mean, it was fun. Like, it was nice to meet him, but it was just like, I'm not used to seeing you in, with my own two eyes. You would, you guys didn't do like web, like webcam, like Skype? No, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, he definitely wasn't a catfish. Like, you know, you can tell when people are and aren't. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't Skype them. Yeah, I was definitely on the like, skype sex boyfriend thing like i definitely had a portuguese like uh portuguese skype boyfriend when i was like 14 you know what if we had the same portuguese boy i don't think so was his name igor no it was not igor (laughs) i don't care his name was juan juan okay yeah he was very sweet oh yeah love the portuguese yeah we love portuguese Mm -hmm. yeah very much yeah that's a great part of the world Mm -hmm. love it there yeah mm. oh oh i kissed portugal oops that kiss was for you listeners right into your ears um okay so everybody's there but then the mexicans didn't even wait for the bell they just start fighting so the the announcer's like oh my god and they like ring the bell bing ding and the fighting's going on um sunset flip camel clutch crossbody double snap mare double back walkover flying arm bar Flying armbar was dope. I liked that move. Jess did that one. Um, Richard picks up Rose at the boat port because she's getting on a ferry at the fucking harbor. And um, in the back of the van is... Uh, we've cut away from the promotion at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So back of the van, uh, Mikel is waiting in the back of the van. That was kind of creepy. Imag- it was fu- that yeah. seems scary because like mm. she's like against like a rusty fence it's dark there's just like sodium light bulb like from a street lamp glowing down on him he's like you're gonna get in the car and you're gonna like it we're gonna go to the promotion and he like swings the rusty van door open and there's his her son like sitting there like forlorningly like looking like really scared and sad i'm like what turn did this film make <laughs> like we know richard's like not a bad guy but like you can't help but feel like the energy of that um so in the back of the car oh but the back of the gala mm-hmm. killy billy enters mm-hmm. this is huge mm-hmm. she's in her full outfit she's got a fucking chainsaw she's chainsawing at the audience she runs up to one of the cameras licks the lens she's just like full on herself she's really feeling the killy billy the froggy butcher at this moment you know mm-hmm. um she ends up running over the announcer's table she cuts it in half with the chainsaw <laughs> it's crazy we love, love to it. see it um, so then, all right, back at the van, Mikel tells Rose that he likes Catherine and Patrick, Patrick, not Peter. Um, they are his family, but he would like to visit Rose on the weekends if she gets her own place and gets her shit together. Good. Yeah. So, um, Rose is like, yay, nice. And Rose agrees to go to the gala, the gala people. Um, but what? She threw her costume away. So she can't, what is she going to do? She can't wear her, 
sweatpants that she was going to wear to travel on the ferry. No juicy couture sweatpants here, Missy. No, no, no. But luckily, Richard keeps his dead wife's wrestling outfit in the back of his van at all times. This guy is getting creepier and creepier by the second. I'm like, oh, wait, so you just like have that? He's like, oh, my wife who's passed, you can wear her uniform. And it like fits perfectly. So um, back at the promotion, uh, Rose enters and she's wearing a Viking outfit. (laughs) Woo! Uh, We stand a Nordic queen. What was her name? Rosa? Rosa Croft, like Lara Croft. Right, and I didn't know that that was like the Tomb Raider woman. Yes. Played by Angelina Jolie. Love Angelina Jolie. Yes. Love Tomb Raider. Lo- Do you? Is Tomb Raider fun? I've played it once on the PS4. Oh. And not the, I'd never played the original ones, like on the, the PS. PlayStation. Yeah. With, she has the cone boobs in the originals. Yeah, I didn't get the cone boobs. I got the round, um, you know, the the cir- the circle, the boobs. 1080p, the 1080p boobies. <laughs> yeah, uh, are there like a bunch of those games or something? Yeah, it's a huge franchise. It's kind of like I'm so out of the loop with the Tomb Raider. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm more of a Nintendo person, but I just I'm a mm-hmm. Nintendo boy. We are we are Nintendo boys. I've only ever had a ps2 never that's the only playstation i've ever had same here i was playing on a friend's ps4 i never had one myself it'd be nice to have a ps4 though because they have like blu-ray and dvd on them so you can just like double them up yeah the switch doesn't have that no because you can't play discs on a switch no and so i'm out here and i'm like okay i need a dvd player Mm -hmm. but i also need like i kind of want to i don't know but then it's like who has dvds anymore yeah, everything is not, like streamed and right. Oh, you yeah. know who has a DVD? Me, of the Scorpion King, starring The Rock on DVD. And if you'd like to borrow it, email me at mmnrpodcast at gmail dot com. Listen, you guys, this movie is really good. The cover is amazing. I'm looking at a flaming, two flaming swords, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson with a mullet. This <laughs> is, you guys, you you need to get this. The 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 you will die yeah this is non-stop <laughs> rock solid action yeah L- what does it say right up on the top on the back it says the rock rules <laughs> yeah you hear that you hear that guys the rock rules and you know who said that sandy newton from oh. <laughs> ktvt tv which no. is cbs dallas oh so you know if sandy newton <laughs> says the rock rules then it's safe to say that the rock rules I cannot fucking believe that is on that DVD. That that quote from that woman from the Dallas TV, like fucking morning news. Who is that woman? You don't Why know is- Sandy Newton? No. That what? sounds like a Grease character. <laughs> what the hell is that? Sandy. Oh my God. That is a horrible pull quote. Like you'd think they would have something better like Roger Eberts or something. Like, yeah. Wasn't this movie like kind of popular? Well. Oh, also if you, uh, you like French movies, you can watch it in French. It's mm. got, yeah, French dubs. Yeah, looks like it. That's pretty crazy. That's well, anyway, um, okay, so w- the movie's pretty much over. The Mexicans win the match, the Mexican wrestlers, because um, Tony won the Seagull piss-off contest. Um, but, you know, it's not about who won. It's about um, the friends that we made along the way, mm. and it's about the way that we grow and change as people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things don't go back to the way they were before you went to prison for killing a man at a bar. Yeah. But that's okay because sometimes change is for the better. And like a flower, we grow, we blossom, and we really come into our own through um, our relationships with each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I, there's this beautiful quote that I love to say every now and then, and it's, go with the flow. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. It's it, one of my favorites. You can look at it so many ways. It could be a river. It could be the wind. It could be the flow of a beautiful brunette. You just ha- have to go with it, though. Wherever it takes you, you go. And I think this movie exemplifies that. I think so, too. Yeah, I really feel that. Oh, sorry. There's someone at the door. Here, oh. Kellen, I'll be right back. Sorry, I didn't okay. know there's anyone here. I oh, just, hang on. I'll, okay. I'll be right back, okay? No worries. I'll hold your mic. Oh, hey, Kellen, um, my friend's here. He's just going to do the podcast with you for a minute. I'm just going to use the bathroom, okay? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hello, it is me, the King of the Ring. King of the Ring? Hello. That's right, the King of the Ring. I'm here. I'm, I've, I didn't know you were doing a podcast with my friend, Miles. Your Majesty, I apologize that no one alerted you. Yes, I am the King of the Ring from the Kingdom of the Ring. King of the Ring, you see. Wow, that yes. must have been a long journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you are you jet lagged? I'm a little jet lagged. Yes, there is. It's been a very long trip. the The ring is very far away. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Yes. I'm having a really good time. Oh. Oh. Could... Someone else is here. Uh. Uh. Kellen, why don't you go get the door? Okay, I'll be right back. Oh, there you are, my queen, the queen of the ring. There you are. Oh, and, uh, it is so, uh, I am uh, so happy to be here. What are you doing here, my queen? Uh, I am here to have uh, a little uh, sexual affair with uh, the redhead. <gasps> Sec le bleu, a sexual affair? Yes. Uh, but what about our son, the prince of the ring? Where is he? Well, you must know, husband, the king of, uh, sorry, the prince of the ring is in boarding school. Boarding, you put my son in boarding school, the prince of the ring, so you can have a sexual affair here? Yes, well, you know it. Your brain is malfunctioning, <laughs> my, my queen. <laughs> please, you must rest. Yes, it is a risk I am willing to take to have sex with the two beautiful redheads. <gasps> and but not you, me, your husband. Uh, no uh, surprise, I am getting uh, le divorce. Van <gasps> a divorce from me, the king of the ring. Yes, I am so sorry, but it is not working out. I must, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, go with the flow. <gasps> I've heard that quote from a good friend of mine, uh, the the princess of the ring. She's my daughter and my friend. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, she told me that. Uh, well, you know, you can't divorce me because I'm divorcing you. Well, uh, here is the thing. I have planned your death, your assassination. Uh- what? Sacre bleu! You, you are assassinating me? Yes, I have put arsenic in your, uh, how do you say, latte? <gasps> this latte in my hand that I'm drinking? <coughs> oh, I can feel the arsenic oh. in the latte. Oh. Pulling down my throat oh, and no. into my stomach. He is oh. really dying. Oh, no. Oh, oh. this oh. soy milk and arsenic is not sitting well with my... French stomach. Oh, I my forgot. ring ringy in stomach. He has IBS, I forgot. I yes, just like Kellen, I have IBS. Oh the the Oh he's dying. I am dying. Oh down I go. Oh, oh I am dead. Rest in peace. Oh my god. Uh, uh the Queen of the Ring, what's going on? You, you you my friend, the King of the Ring is dead. Oh uh, he is dead because he is allergic to uh how do you say soy milk? Oh oh <laughs> yeah, that does happen. I know how that 
how that can go. It is very tragic. Okay, I have to go to my yard to buy some uh, hand sanitizer. Are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God, Kellen. Hey, hey, what just happened? The I, Queen of the Ring just coughed on me, and she's. I heard that too. I wasn't sure if you were playing a YouTube video or something. No, it was happening. It was like no, I don't have good surround sound at all. It was happening right here. Wow, like, that was really just yeah. That's and, crazy. And that well, and I can prove it because there's a body here. The King of the Ring's body is laying right oh, here on I the thought, floor. I thought that was your landlord. That it. Um, he is not well. He's the landlord of the ring, the entire place. It's a region of France. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was there about two weeks ago. We actually. should really do something about this body. Um, yeah, we're gonna take a short break and take care of this dead body, but then we're gonna come back and uh, rate the movie um, right. as we do at the end of every episode. So we'll be right back, guys. Okay. All right. Bye. All right, we're back. We're we're super sweaty. We had to bury the king of the ring in the garden out back yeah he was a heavy guy he's fat as hell he's, he was huge yeah he, pretty from, thick well it's from eating all those rings that he loved to eat he loves to eat rings just like I you know. or i yeah i know like i am 50 percent golden rings at this point 50 percent golden rings i love that song that's good love that so um this is your first time on the show so i'll run down how the rating scale works great so there's five categories Mm-hmm. Um, each category is on a zero to one scale, okay. so it's a decimal point. So think of it like a grade, like a letters grade. Okay. So like if you want to give the that category a B, mm-hmm. you'd give it like you know a point eight five. Okay. Zero to one, and then we'll get five total, which will give us a total score of you know out of five. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we have to do is we have to pick what we rate because we don't rate it out of stars on this show. We rate it out of it depends on the episode. So we have yes. to pick something we want to rate it out of. Okay. So for I was thinking we could rate it out of meat cocktails. Mm. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Horse sausage. Horse. <laughs> All right. We'll do that. <laughs> the horse sausage. So, uh, so we're rating the movie out of um, zero to five horse sausages. So the first category is believability. Okay. So um, believability of the world, believability of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I can go first or you can and uh, I'll go first. So for me, I thought the film was okay. So it's not believable because it's like a comedy, you know, there's like basset hounds with eye patches on like in burning buildings. There's like these insane moments where they're like Colette's like jumping out of trampoline going like tens of feet in the air. It's like crazy. So, Mm -hmm. but overall the film's grounded in emotional realism like mm-hmm. it feels very much like a character study i think like a lot of the movie is about how these women come to terms with different challenges in their life yeah. through wrestling yeah so i'm kind of torn i guess i would say believability um i'd give it like a c like a mm-hmm. 75 so i'll write that down mm-hmm. so also the thing with these is we do averages so oh fuck this pen doesn't work keep talking i'll be right back i need another pen all right well, um, I I thought that the fact that like the four main characters, the fact that, that all four of them have such distinct personalities, like we've got a goth, we've got uh, a promiscuous redhead, we've got mm-hmm. a milf, and then we've got this like jailbird. It's like, how realistic is it that these four distinct personalities would all end up in a supermarket working together and they all somehow like wrestling and they like it so much that they go through with it and become a wrestling team like i don't know about about that but the 50 year old women i know 
would not want to do that. Right. So yeah, no, it kind of reminds me of the breakfast club. Like why would all these yeah. very distinct personalities all be in attention at the same time? It, it, precisely. So your score was a bit generous in my opinion. I think so too. I would give it like a, a 50%. Okay. 50. No, yeah. Not too bad. 0.5. So then we got to add those two numbers up to get an average. So we got 0.75 plus 0.5. Equals, and then you divide that by two. So the the overall believability, we're giving it a 0.62. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next category is costumes. What did you okay. think about the costumes in the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, anything that stood out to you or, yeah, just whatever. If, I also think a big important part of costuming is that it doesn't stand out, that it should feel natural. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for the, co- I loved the costumes at the end that Evelyn made for them. Those yeah. are amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the final fight scene was great. I loved those costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that, um, yeah, I, I, I thought the clothes were kind of funny. Like Rose is wearing like this really ugly jean skirt mm-hmm. and like the pink suede tracksuit is really cheesy. Like there's just like, I, I don't know. I can't tell if it's like supposed to make them look trashy or that's just like what, mm-hmm people wear in europe like the like the clothes are off yeah like french normies to us would probably probably be like a little bit alternative right like yeah just their clothing is really weird but i agree with you i did like the the costumes at the very end um especially even though this isn't what evelyn made but like the viking costume the viking costume Mm -hmm. is dope i love that yeah i would wear that um i'm gonna give it a c again 75 okay because just i think the costumes at the end really bump it up because otherwise, I give it a lot lower score. Yeah. Oh, and I love the Halloween costumes they have to wear at the supermarket. Those are so funny. <laughs> but you see, like I like the the costumes in the movie. I, like the normal clothing is a bit off putting. So I'll give it like a an eighty percent, a point right. eight. That's good. Do you know the math off that? No. Right off the bat, me neither. I'm really I'm, bad at math. So am I. And then I do this fucking score where you have to like do math, and it's like what's your redhead thing? Uh, point seven seven is four costumes not bad so the next category is excuse me dialogue um so the so anything that you thought was like cheesy or like didn't work or like things that you did work did work Mm -hmm. or just like in general if like you jived with the dialogue or not yeah some of the translations were too literal and it was a bit awkward but i think maybe that's like a a fault on the on the the subtitle um you know so maybe if it was translated better, it would have worked. Yeah. But the subtitles, some part, like we were both were like, what are they talking about at some points? Yeah. Cause some of the translations mm-hmm. were just straight up like, that's, I don't know what they mean by that at all. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was like totally like lost in translation. And you said mm-hmm. this too, since you like can kind of parse out a lot of what they're saying mm-hmm. that like the dialogues longer than the subtitles are. Most dialogues are like mm-hmm. these shortened. Yeah, exactly. They condense the subtitles down to get mm-hmm. the point across. But yeah, doing that can kind of just take the meaning away from the whole dialogue. Right. It reminds me of reading the subtitles on Netflix for Gilmore Girls because they just cut out parts of it because mm-hmm. yeah. it's such a fast talking show. Mm-hmm. Um, and French is spoken pretty fast too. Mm-hmm. So they have to cut things out, which kind of yeah it takes away from like what the fuck's going on so i guess from my position reading it as a translation mm-hmm. i would give i i don't know th- there's some straight up laugh out loud moments like mm-hmm. i think it's a very funny movie yeah so um but yeah, but then part of me is like is it just the physicality that's funny i don't really know mm-hmm. but um i guess i'd give it like a 60 percent mm-hmm. like a d i don't know what you're thinking yeah just the one part that stood out that was 
hilarious was when they shot the gun and the neighbor was like what's going on yeah. and jessica was like oh sorry i missed myself like <laughs> so therefore i have to give it like a 70 because okay i thought that was hilarious all right I- i'm gonna use that one if i ever shoot a gun <laughs> <laughs> like oh oops i missed myself <laughs> well that's a 0.65 i can do that man um for dialogue four is acting and with acting comes reacting so mm. um if you thought like anybody was given something and then they underreacted to it, mm-hmm. overreacted to it. Hmm. Um, for me, I thought the acting was good. I think that like everyone, like there, there's, it doesn't really feel phony to me. Like I think that there's like a, I don't know, like Rose to me feels very like honest. Like I really like her mm-hmm. acting style. Yeah. She kind of under, it uh, doesn't like over perform like she kind of like under sells a lot of her dialogue which i think makes it yeah. seem more real yeah she represses a lot mm-hmm. and the physicality like i was saying earlier is so great you can tell that colette the actress that plays colette is like definitely like classically trained like she definitely has like mm-hmm. the- theater training because she's yeah. like very much like using her whole body in her work which mm-hmm. i think is really great so i think the acting is good i think it's like oh they're they're working with what they have with the script mm-hmm. and like they're they're able to ground something that's very like uh out there like wacky so mm-hmm. i'll give it i'll give it uh i'll give it an 85 yeah i have no complaints about the acting it was enjoyable um and they they were good wrestlers i mean obviously they had stunt doubles but wait you thought they had stunt doubles i'm pretty sure they had stunt doubles oh, or I do wonder. you think that they actually did all their stunts it themselves? looked like they were doing it but I don't know. That's even more impressive if they did do it. I know it kind of looks like they got trained for reels, but I don't really know. Maybe you're right. Um, so what are you thinking? I'm I'm thinking eight, uh, a B eight five. Yeah, I'll go with yours. Eighty five seems All reasonable. All right. So for the acting, we got a an eighty five. So then this last one is just your overall score of the movie mm-hmm. from a zero to one as a letter grade. Um, and when you give it, just give like a closing thoughts. What you want to leave the listener with mm-hmm. as far as the movie goes and i can go first or you can yeah, you go first. um okay i think that this is a really fun movie i wasn't sh- i had i knew this one was on the list and i had to do it at some point but i wasn't mm-hmm. sure what to do with it because it kind of it, it's a weird movie because it it's not a wwe studios movie but it's mm-hmm. made in association with them so like it is mm-hmm. part of their filmography and it's I said this to you too before we recorded. It's a lot different than my normal format because I usually have clips of the movie that I play throughout that we kind of like riff on and are able to do that with. But for this, there's no English dialogue for us to use that with. And mm-hmm. so it, it was a hard one. I was thinking like, okay, this is a fully French film. Like how am I going to do this within the format of the show? Right. But watching it, I was pleasantly surprised. And I was like, this is actually a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like brooding and like a little bit dark. And like, it's like willing to like, not be there there are some really god-awful movies on this list that mm-hmm. i've done that are just like totally cheesy and like sexist and just like difficult to watch and just mm-hmm. like totally like all about the explosions and stuff which some of them even the ones that aren't action movies i think are um like if since we can't compare this to an action movie the ones that aren't like action movies that i've reviewed um i think this is the closest one that's like most grounded in reality and like mm. the easiest to watch definitely i watched it twice in two days and i liked it both times i watched it mm-hmm. you know so i guess overall i'm gonna give it a 90 i think it's a yeah. good movie yeah I, I mm-hmm. yeah and just to like even out the score too because i don't want this to land like low on our full rating scale no it was a good movie right mm-hmm. 
So you can go now. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with you that it was realistic, and I think it was a good way to bring something as mm, like. I don't know, over dramatic as wrestling into like the general public. Cause when I think of wrestling, I think it's this like, I don't know, over the top, like kind of goofy thing. And it, and it is like, don't get me wrong. It is really goofy, but this movie like brought it down to earth and kind of made it real. Like, I don't know. Like even, even though I said earlier that it was like, come on, is how realistic is it that these four like middle-aged women would, become wrestlers it was enjoyable um as a as a fantasy like i think it's a very fantastical movie like it's like oh what would happen if these four ladies became wrestlers and that was an enjoyable fantasy and i think it did a good job at that um yeah the acting was really good um and there were some moments where i laughed where i almost cried and we laughed we cried mm-hmm. we stand we stand i stand this movie and therefore i'm giving it an 85 i think whoa 0.85 yeah. people you heard it here that's great that's awesome all right then we're we're doing it that's 0.87 right i don't know i have no clue 90 plus 0.85 divided by 2.87 i was right Good job. 0.87. All right, so now, my favorite part. This is always the best part, piece of audio in the show when I add them all up. Um, 0.62 plus 0.77 plus 0.65 plus 0.85 plus 0.87. So... Are you ready? You already saw it. Overall score, ding, 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 ding. We got a 3.76 out of five Yay. horse sausages. Yay! <laughs> uh, five. All right, great. And so Woo. let's see, looking at our list, how that fares with the the movies that we've rated so far. This is one of the higher rated ones right now. Hell yeah. Um, This rates just below Blood Brother, mm. um, coming in at 3.75 Fetty Wap's Eye Holes. <laughs> and the highest rated film... Uh, well, God, the highest rated movie on here is Pure Country, Pure Heart at 3.9 strawberry rhubarb pies. But I think Matt and I were feeling like a little saucy and just being like a little too nice about that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is up there. This is up there on the um, the champion among the champions. It's the creme de la creme. Great. Well, then we're done. Thanks for coming on the show, Kellen. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you so much Super for having fun. me. Thank you for helping me bury the king of the ring. Anytime, anywhere. Um, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm coming down with the coronavirus now that uh, the Queen of the Ring has coughed on me. If you sneeze on me, <laughs> I will kill you. I know. We're supposed to be like social distancing ourselves, but like here we mm-hmm. are together recording this. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? If people liked hearing you here, if there's any other places they can hear you, you can also just say no. If you want to follow me on Twitter, to see and read some funny thoughts that oh yeah, pop Kellen's into got my the best head. Twitter. You want to get on there. You want to get on top, but let me drive. You do. You want to top the Twitter. Listen, my account will top you, <laughs> but you will be on top. Yeah, you'll be on the roof. He'll be driving. Yeah. So follow me on Twitter. It is k underscore e underscore l underscore l underscore e underscore n underscore. And follow me. Maybe I'll follow you back and I'll send you a message and I'll give you a kiss. Thank you. Great. All right, guys. Um, We'll catch you next episode. 
Bye. I love you. Ding, ding, ding. All right, see ya. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.